0: Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod Podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod Podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Podcast from myfishingcapecod.com. I'm your host, Kevin Collins, back with you for our last September edition of the MFCC podcast for 2022. We're moving into a little bit of an unsettled weather pattern this weekend as we tape the show here on Thursday. We've got a huge front moving through the area with severe thunderstorms and wind. Hope everybody stays safe during this and seems like it's going to be a torrential rainstorm for the rest of today into tomorrow. And then the wind's going to take over and it's just going to be very breezy. North-northwest winds through the weekend before it turns around from the south on Sunday. So... Going to be a little bit tough for folks to get out on the water. Going to have to get pretty creative. Maybe do some surf casting as we head into this weekend. But we've got a great show in store for you today to keep you company through this dreary weather. We've got our usual cast of characters, headlined by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. We're also going to be joined by Ian Bragdon, who is a proud member of Team Goose Hummock. And also be joined by proud MFCC member Mike Marcus. And last but not least, Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi. So we've got four great guests in store for you today. So let's dive right into today's program. Well, as usual, our first guest on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is none other than MFCC founder and creator, Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you on this rainy Thursday?
1: I'm doing well, Kevin. And yes, it is rainy and very windy. A lot different than yesterday, that's for
0: sure. I know you get a chance to get out yesterday. Was yesterday uh, the day you took out Jake?
1: Yep. My dad and I went out, and we left Sacquatucket Harbor, very leisurely hour cabin of 10 a.m., and headed towards Monomoy to catch the tide. And it was uh, pretty good. It was really good, actually. There were a lot of albies, and they were porpoising, like turning on their sides and showing their bellies. I got some drone shots of that, and I'll hopefully share pretty soon. But it was a great day, and, you know, after experiencing a lot of finicky trips for Albies, we're very reluctant to cooperate. It was nice to have a day where if you got your epoxy jig anywhere in the area, they were all over it.
0: Well, that sounds like a great day, and uh, sign me up for the 10 o'clock departure in the future, will you? None of this, you know, 3, 4 a.m. stuff.
1: I know, right? Well, I was not even planning on going, and I logged onto the forum and I saw a Bruno's report, and I saw a few reports from other guys in there, and that literally inspired me that instant to get all my gear together and go. Especially when I looked at the forecast for today, tomorrow, and into the weekend, it doesn't seem like I would get any chance to use the boat with. You know, the wind's gusting to 40 knots. So it was a spur-of-the-moment trip, but I'm glad we went. And it was fun getting my dad onto some Albies.
0: Yep. And speaking of the Albies, Ryan, I've been following you on your new Instagram handle, myfishingcapecod__ryan. And following that thread last weekend, it seems like you got a chance to get out and play with some Albies as well from shore and, and maybe from the kayak.
1: Yeah, last Friday and Saturday, I used the kayak to access a jetty in the Mashpee Falmouth area. And I fished off of the tip of the jetty. And the cool thing is, when you've got an area of current, it can really draw the albies in. And they were feeding right on an eddy, right in front of the jetty that I was standing on. And it was super cool. I could see them zipping, like, through the water, just off the rocks where I felt like I could reach down and grab one. Obviously, there's no chance of me doing that. Albies are incredibly fast, but I got quite a few hookups. Uh, I landed two, and the technique that worked was skipping the epoxy jig across the surface and keeping the leader basically out of the water. I was holding my rod tip pretty high, and they were slamming it pretty good. But if I let the epoxy jig sink down and if I retrieved it subsurface, they were not interested in it. I don't know if they were seeing the leader or if they really just were keyed in on that surface bite. But that's a good tip you know, for anybody who's uh, looking to improve their albi fishing. That made a really big difference for me last Friday and Saturday.
0: Now, speaking of albies, I know they are one of the species de jour in the Cape and Islands Mitsubishi Angler's Cup, which is powered by Fish Donkey. And I've also seen on your Instagram and social media feeds that you're on the board uh, yourself taking part in that contest. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yes, we have the Cape and Islands Mitsubishi Angler's Cup. First year we've done this, and we're using the app called Fish Donkey. And they're revolutionizing the way that fishing tournaments are run. So if you'd like to participate, download the Fish Donkey app and then search for the Cape and Islands Mitsubishi Anglers Cup. We've got three divisions going, bluefish, bonito, and false albacore. I don't have the standings right in front of me, Kevin, but we've got fish being submitted. We've got adults on pace to win $500, and we've got juniors 14 and under, competing to win a brand new rod and reel setup from my fishing Cape Cod member, John Gitlin, who donated those. So we've got great prizes, and it's pretty cool the way you can use the app. You can measure the fish, take pictures through the app, submit it, and I think there's some potential in this. So yeah, we've got it going on, and if you haven't joined up, it'd be great to have you. The tournament's got to go until October 10th.
0: And speaking of tournaments, MFCC is turning into Tournament Central here, because once the calendar flips to October, all eyes will turn to October 15th, which is going to be the the 24-hour MFCC Surfcasting Team Tournament. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about that tournament? And we're also going to have, uh, I'll say, one of the instrumental members, Mike Marcus from My Fishing Cape Cod, who is a huge influencer in the forum. He's going to be on a little later to talk about this tournament as well.
1: Well, October is all about the fall run. And the Stripers have been sticking around even into November the past few years here. So hopefully we have lots of fishing to come and to help kind of celebrate the fall run. We're doing this 24-hour, I might nickname it the grind, surfcasting tournament. Because I know a lot of guys have just got to grind it out and probably stay up and fish that whole 24 hours. It's a team event, and you're going to measure your two largest striped bass, and whatever team has the most inches will win. And We're going to have some prizes. We'll get together afterwards at Sandy Neck Beach. So if you've got you know, a fishing buddy that you fish with all the time, it would be great to have you as part of the tournament. You can contact Mike Marcus or myself, and we'll get you signed up. And if you don't have a partner, you can still join in. And we'll do our best to match you up with somebody to fish the tournament with. So yes, Kevin, we've got the Bissoni Aldi tournament, and we've got the 24-hour grind surf casting event. So yeah, a lot going on this October.
0: And flipping back into September here on the immediate horizon, I know you're also doing a, a presentation coming up this week. Tell folks a little bit about that.
1: At the Massachusetts Striped Bass Association. This Wednesday, doors open at 7 p.m. Their address, do you have the address in front of you, Kevin?
0: I do. It's the, the Order of the Sons of Italy. It's 54 Whitman Street in Weymouth, Massachusetts. So 54 Whitman Street, Weymouth, Mass. As Ryan said, doors open at 7. And I'll let you talk a little bit about it, but it seems like there's going to be a raffle as well.
1: There is. There's going to be a raffle afterwards. They've got to have some great gear that they're raffling off. But they invited me to speak, which is great. I spoke at the group several years ago, so it would be good to be back. And the name of the talk I'm going to give is 15 Things You Never Knew Striped Bass Can Be and Do. So a little bit different. But what we're going to do is we're going to really take a look at the favorite fish for most people on my fish fishing Cape Cod, the striped bass. We're going to look at some behaviors that I've been fortunate to catch on film, and really investigate what's going on. You know, for example, I have some footage of stripers digging in the sand, chasing sand eels at Billingsgate Shoal. We've got some footage of stripers actually working a school of pogies alongside giant bluefin tuna. i am got to show that video. And it's just got to be a fun night of striped bass. So if you're around, all are welcome. It'd be great to see you.
0: Well, that sounds like a, a great event, Ryan. Looking forward to kind of hearing more about that on the next edition of the podcast. I'll make sure to ask you how that went. But seems like it's going to be a little bit of a dreary, damp, windy weekend. It's going to be tough for folks to, to get out. Will you get a chance to get out and fish it all this weekend, do you think?
1: I'm not sure. I've got a wedding on Saturday and then another wedding on Sunday. So oh I my. might be able to sneak something in, but we'll see.
0: all right my friend well hope you enjoy your weekend we we thank you for carving time out of your schedule for your weekly visit here on the podcast and we'll look forward to chatting in our next episode which will be in the lovely month of october
1: sounds great kevin i'm looking forward to hearing what the rest of the guests have to say on today's show
0: well next up on today's edition of the my fishing cape cod podcast is a long lost friend our good buddy ian bragdon who's a pro staff captain For the goose hummock down in beautiful Orleans, Massachusetts. Ian, I feel like it's been forever since we've had you on a podcast, but thanks for making an appearance.
2: Been too long, Kevin. Thanks for having me again.
0: Well, it was good to track you down on a day that's uh, you know, less than optimal for fishing. We've got a lot of severe weather blowing through the area, a lot of thunderstorms, wind and rain, and it looks like it's not gonna be great, unfortunately, for the next couple of days. So it's a great time. To kind of catch up with you, take the temperature on where we're at with the fall season. How's the offshore bite, been? I know you've been out there quite a bit.
2: Yeah, totally. The, the fall run here on Cape has officially started. Uh, there's just a, tons of bait, um, just a mecca of bait on you know all sides of the Cape, um, from Silver Sides close all the way up to about you know uh, Half Beaks way offshore. The tuna fishing's been insane east of Chatham um the commercial guys have been doing great you know the price isn't ideal which means you know a lot of people are catching as well as the the recreational fishermen you know the small a big push of small fish has come in so the troll bite picked up and of course the the jig and pop game has been insane um if you can get there early enough and find them through the fog Uh, The jigging has just been insane. You know, I've got buddies marking 10, 20, 30, 40 fish on the screen at once, double triples happening every day. Um, I know my my buddies over at Tighten Up Charters and Cape Cod Offshore, Matt Paracchio and Rob Lowell, they've been going out, and just the the top water's been insane. And then when it slows down, they've been jigging and, and getting them. So it's been great, and it's great to see a smaller class, a smaller push of fish come in for the recreational anglers and um, it's also good to see the healthy mature fish come in you know for another season
0: and speaking of the healthy mature fish the commercial uh, fishery has shut down again right
2: yes closed up so uh, make sure if you do hook into a fish over 73 inches and get it both side you're going to want to swim that puppy for 30 minutes and really get him kicking again before you shoot him down Um, before you release them just because we want to give those big fish a fighting chance so uh, so they can live and maybe get them on a commercial day or so they can uh, help the population out.
0: Absolutely. That's great intel. And with this wind that we're going to get, Ian, I think it's going to be a lot of north wind uh, as we move through the weekend. North-northwest is what I'm seeing at least for the Cape Cod Bay marine forecast, and it's going to blow – You know, pretty good. It's going to blow 30, 40 miles an hour, I think, sustained. Uh, We're going to have some pretty good seas. What do you think that's going to do to kind of shake up the wreck tuna fishery once we get on the other side of this weather?
2: Yeah, usually these huge storms, yeah, obviously change everything up, you know, when the bite's crazy good. And then a big storm kind of separates all the bait and spreads out all the fish. You kind of got to find them again. But in this case, I'm kind of excited for this front to push through just because this will really jumpstart the fall run. I think it'll push the bait around into some different spots and, um, the, the tuna will always find the bait, find the bait. So if you find the bait and kind of set up, they'll be, they won't be, uh, close behind. So I'm actually excited to fish after this storm. I think the, the small fall run will really kick off. I think the troll bite will be insane. I think the cast bite will be insane just like it is every October here in Cape. And, um, well, And then I think the commercial, the bigger fish will, will come in again. I mean, I don't think they'll leave. They're they're kind of always here. But those small fish will be around for a couple months here, so we're excited for that.
0: And you spoke of the fall run. Let's touch on striped bass. It's been a biblical season pretty much inside Cape Cod Bay as well as outside around the back and to the south. It seems like everybody's been doing really well. I know Monomoy's been very productive. Have you had a great striper season as well?
2: Yeah, I've been lucky enough to hit the rips a few times with my family and a few clients. Um, the rips just started kicking. Actually, my dad went out the other day and had all slot sizes and above all top water um, at Monomoy at an early morning tide. So that's great to see that the rips are full again. And also the, the albi fishing, the false albacore fishing has been insane. Um, I've been lucky enough to get a bunch on fly from shore. I know a couple of my buddies have as well. And then again, the, the the boat fishing for albies in the early morning has been epic from all the way from Katowit all the way up to Monomoy, so we've we've been loving that. And I know the inshore guys really obsess over those mini tuna, so it's it's sweet to see.
0: And I know you're a proud member of uh, Team Goose, Ian. But where can folks get in touch with you now? Uh, you know, are you still doing guiding or anything like that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Still doing some guide trips on the weekend. Um, they can reach out to Goose Hummock, give Phil a call, and he'll hold show, send my, send their number to me. Um, or feel free to contact me personally or even to reach out through my fishing Cape Cod. Um, you know, you guys can shoot people my way or, you know, be happy to help any way I can. I, I also have a lot of great captains that I can uh, send clients to as well. So we got a great great system of charter captains here eager to help anybody out and the fishing's been insane so
0: make sure to call all right ian i want to wish you the best for the rest of your fall season and we look forward to having you on the podcast sometime again in 2023 my friend
2: absolutely i call anytime kev once again great to chat with you hope to talk to you soon
0: well next up on this week's edition of the my fishing cape cod podcast is a proud mfcc member and an invaluable contributor to our My fishing Cape Cod community, Mr. Mike Marcus. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Kevin. Now, the first thing I'd like to ask you, Mike, as a proud MFCC member, I know you love interacting with everybody here uh, in the forum. Uh, you've been an invaluable contributor to the forum, and we're going to dive more into that as we get through our conversation. But tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with MFCC.
3: Well, uh, I'm down here in the Cape since... Uh Uh, for for the past few years, and I joined um, uh, My Fishing Cape Cod, I believe it was 2017. Uh, And I was, you know, looking online just because I always enjoy going fishing and just kind of seeing what was around, what kind of things online there were. And I happened on this My Fishing Cape Cod and saw the great deal that, you know, Ryan had. You could join for a month for $1, so that was pretty tough to pass on. Uh, So I joined up and got into it and saw what was going on and the different articles and the videos. And and I said, wow, I said, this is truly outstanding. So needless to say, at the end of the month, I was more than happy to uh, become a member. And that, like I said, now it's roughly five years. Uh, I've met all kinds of nice folks uh, through the website. We go fishing all the time. And uh, it's just really been just a wonderful source of information and very happy to be part of it.
0: Now, Mike, I know you're a huge contributor in the My Fishing Cape Cod Forum, and I want to dive into a particular thread and and give you some credit here. Um, Let's go back to the year 2020. It was really the heart of the pandemic that hit us, the coronavirus pandemic, Uh, and fishing was one of the... I'll say that the really great outdoor activities that you could still do, you know, while socially distance, of course. Um, But you started a thread. It's called the Surfcasters thread. It's still near the very top of the MFCC forum. I know hundreds of thousands of people have viewed this thread. And God knows how many folks have also contributed uh, posts of their own off this thread. Tell us a little bit about how this thread came about.
3: Absolutely. Well, I guess Kevin, because again, uh, I don't have an ocean boat, so uh, I've been on a few. You know, I've been on a few of the MFCC uh, you know, charters, which have always been fun. Uh, but most of my time, I spend just kind of walking the beaches and, you know, surf casting and uh, going through the forum. We have all kinds of topics, but there was not a specific surf casting thread, so I knew there were going to be plenty of guys like myself. Who like the surfcast? And I thought it would be kind of nice to put a surf casting thread up there. And I believe I posted it or created it June 2020. And uh, each year I've updated. So now it says a uh, surfcaster thread 2020 to 2022. Uh, and uh, needless to say, to my delight, it got lots of business, and a lot of guys go back and forth on it. And uh, from that thread. Uh, A lot of information uh, about what folks do, how they do it, rods, reels. I mean, you you ask information on there as far as if you want to know something about rods to use for different kind of conditions. uh, I tell you, we've got some smart guys out there who seem to know all kinds of things about where, when, how, pricing, quality. uh, And and very, very impressed with the quality of folks who are in the My Fish and Cape Cod and uh, how how wonderful it is that they share information, post pictures. And I mean, it's really just loaded with stuff. And I uh, certainly couldn't be more happy about it. And what spawned from this is, uh, again, we've had three surf casting derby contests. Uh, this year, we're going to have our second surf casting uh, fishing tournament. Uh, where we've got together and the guys really enjoy that and uh, it's just you know brought a lot of folks together doing what we like to do and that's you know surf casting so it really kind of snowballed into something where a lot of people I think are enjoying it and it's going strong to this day.
0: And Mike let's talk about that fishing tournament I believe it's October 15th do I have the date correct? Correct and
3: uh, as per Ryan's request from last year I guess He got some info that we had it last year. It was a 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the afternoon, you know, same day. uh, We'd meet up at Sandy Neck. They could go anywhere they want on the Cape. But it was during the day and no nighttime fishing. So I think Ryan got a little bit of feedback that some of the guys said, hey, we we like to, you know, do do nighttime as well. So this year we talked about it. So the tournament is from 1 p.m. Saturday, October 15th, until 1 p.m. Sunday, October the 16th, where we'll meet up at Sandy Neck and have the awards assembly and prizes and all of that stuff. So this year, the real night owls, if they want to fish all night, be my guest. And bottom line is it's a two-fish uh, you know, tournament. It's the longest. It's the total of the two longest fish have to be a minimum of 22 inches. And uh, the team with the you know, longest total will be the winners. And last year, the guys who won, you know, Ryan's unbelievable. He got uh, two Van Stahl reels as the first place. So those are pretty nice prizes. So the boys were very happy with that. And we had a blast. Everyone had a lot of fun, a lot of good competition. And uh, we're going to do it again, you know, this year. So who knows what kind of prizes, you know, Ryan will come up with. But he always comes up with good ones, Kevin.
0: And let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the surf casting in general right now. I know we're in a little bit of a a bad weather patch here. Uh, Today's Thursday when we're taping. Uh, We're going to have some really severe weather, unfortunately, blow through the area, but it's going to cut the humidity. And a lot of folks are really thinking, you know, this change, this low pressure that's blowing through the area is really going to ignite the fall run. Uh, Give me a little prediction for on the other side of this front, in uh, this north wind that's going to blow, you know, into you know from Saturday into Sunday, what what do you forecast happening around here?
3: All right, well, I tell you, Kevin, I've, I've looked into my crystal ball, and according to my crystal ball, it's uh, saying that uh, there's just loads of bait around. There has been so much bait all over the place uh, from so many of the beaches, both on the south side, uh, the outer Cape, um, you know, Cape Cod Bay. Uh, The canal guys, of course, are kind of in their world, but there just seems to be bait everywhere. So uh, I think especially having a little bit drop in water temperature could really ignite the striped bass that's saying, okay, you know what, time to really chow down. And the good news is I don't think they have to go very far to get all the food they want, which I think is very good news for the surf casters among us. And uh, hopefully once things clear up, and uh, these fish start to really chow down and move around. I- I'm really hoping that the end of uh, September into October could be lights out from the surf. So, you know, we'll see, uh, but we can certainly look forward to it, and we'll be out there trying. That I can guarantee you, Kevin.
0: And what are your—I don't want you to give away all your spots or your secrets, but what are your favorite areas to fish from the beach on Cape, or general areas?
3: All right. Well, again, the canal kind of, I really kind of do that, you know, spotily because, again, I uh, definitely do not want to have to deal with all the commotion and stuff down there. But I, I fish the canal a few times. I, I have a couple spots where it's not that crowded and it's always enjoyable to go down there. But generally, I would say mainly I'm probably a Cape Cod Bay guy. Mm. Uh, there's lots of, lots of nice beaches along Cape Cod Bay. Uh, you know a lot of sand, a few boulder fields around, and you've got miles and miles of beaches so that that I think is kind of the bread and butter, but certainly the South side beaches early in the season and hopefully in the late, and of course, the outer cape is spectacular. You go out to the outer cape and you just feel that every time you're out there and you're fishing it's a real privilege because you know you know the history those folks who read about the history of Uh, the outer cape and, and what once was out there it's just you just feel it's a special place so whether you get anything or not going out there is always an adventure and you feel great and you catch something out there and you just feel like a million dollars coming
0: absolutely and before i let you go mike uh is there anything else kind of on your horizon that you'd like to mention uh on the podcast or that's going on in the forum so far this year well, needless to say, just
3: certainly good luck to all. Enjoy the rest of the season. Let's hope the weather continues. And uh, I just have a feeling it's going to be another maybe 40-pounder plus out there for somebody. So uh, it would be great if it happened during our tournament, Kevin. Wouldn't that be something?
0: Absolutely. And that's a great note to end on, a positive outlook for the fall run, Mike. And best of luck in the tournament. The, again, the, the MFCC, the surfcasting tournament, October fifteenth. Please head on over to MyFishingCapeCod.com. dot uh, com. There is still entry places, plenty of entry places available for that tournament if you are interested. Yeah. As Mike mentioned, it's a twenty four hour tournament. Absolutely, yeah. And all I have
3: to do is just go in the forum, go to the, uh, um, the surf casting thread, and send you know Striper Madness. That's my tag name, Striper Madness. Send me a personal message. All you have to do is obviously tell me you and and who your partner is and. I have it. There's no registration fee this year, so it won't even cost you anything. It's just a 24-hour tournament. Join up and uh, have a lot of fun, and we meet together that Sunday at 1 o'clock in Sandy Neck, and Ryan comes loaded with his pickup truck with all kinds of prizes for everybody. So it's just a wonderful event, and you know, thank Ryan for doing such a nice
0: job. All right, Mike. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you on, and I look forward to getting you on again next year. Thank you, Kevin. Well, next up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is proud MFCC member Bruno Demir from down at beautiful Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi. And Bruno, how are you this week?
4: I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you? Hello, MFCC members here on a a windy day on Cape Cod. Windy week, actually.
0: (laughs) Well, Bruno, I'm gonna, I'm doing great, and I'm going to start off. I know you're a humble guy, but I'm going to start off just by thanking you, and uh, I also want to thank MFCC member Charlie Lewis, Bruno Demir and Charlie Lewis, my two go-to resources for recreational lobstering here on Cape Cod. Uh, it's something I've kind of dipped my toe into the pool, Bruno, and you were kind enough to help me set up my pot. I actually brought it right down to your beautiful showroom down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi we messed around with it we got it all roped and rigged up and that pot's been in the water now Bruno for probably almost 10 days I've pulled it twice and I've got two keeper lobsters my very first two pulls so I wanted to start off our conversation by thanking you and thanking Charlie for all the the knowledge that you guys have shared with me for the first week or two here
4: my pleasure buddy I'm glad to see you're doing so well and you know who says you need 15 traps to get a meal you know you're getting a meal with one trap one trip one boat so i'm i'm proud of you man it's awesome
0: well along those lines too bruno in terms of getting a meal you and i spoke on the phone a little bit earlier this week and it sounds like you had an epic day out at monomoy with plenty of meat on the deck
4: Jeez, you know i don't know what it was i don't know if the fish knew that uh the front was changing and the pressure was changing with the storm coming up but monomoy was on fire um from monday to wednesday i was able to go out on tuesday and uh it was an epic day on the water we um we actually got the cape cod grand slam you know what the cape cod grand slam is by chance kevin
0: I'm guessing it's a combination of different species that you landed or limited out on. Just a guess.
4: So my buddy, Captain Tony, down at uh, uh watucket he, uh, he loves to call the Grand Slam to his clients as he takes them out, charter fishing out of Monomoy. It's uh, when you get a Bonito, an Albie, a Bluefish, and a Striper. So... We hit the grand slam on Tuesday and we would pretty much doubled up, uh, 90% of the time on, um, everything from, uh, Albies to a uh, couple of really nice bonito up to 22 inches. The striper fishing was unbelievable. I mean, we were getting striper over slot in slot. Um, they were just biting everything we threw them at them, um, and uh the bluefish my goodness there was i mean talk about some yellow-eyed devils these things were like 31 32 inch bluefish bluefish has been unbelievably big this year but um it was just uh an awesome epic day at monomoy and what was interesting is there wasn't a bird in sight believe it or not kevin he couldn't there's no birds on him and uh they were on a feeding frenzy, and we had an unbelievable day with my two good buddies. Uh, one of them happens to be a Yarmouth police officer, and the other one works at the Yarmouth Town Hall. So it was nice to take these guys out on the water, and they had never caught a uh, an albie before. So once they hooked onto one and felt that drag start smoking, uh, they were hooked instantly. And I think we ended up going like... I don't know, 10, 10 to fourteen. Yeah, it was an epic day at Monument.
0: You mentioned Bruno that um, there was a lack of bird activity. What do you think? A lot of these fish were eaten in those rips.
4: You know, we 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 opened a couple of bellies and we found a lot of uh, baby herring. Okay. Um, some some squid, deals. It was a, it was a variety of things. Uh, it was for what it's worth. It was the outgoing tide. And on the, it, it was it was right in the middle of the outgoing tide, and then right around noon, everything kind of died down. But from eight o'clock until noon, it was just uh, lights out fishing.
0: And, Bruno, you know, you and I have talked about the rips plenty of times, and we've experienced it. I've experienced it on your boat, the Gaviota. It's literally like an all-you-can-eat buffet flushing through there, uh, especially sometimes on the outgoing.
4: You know, it's 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 a really magical place. I, I, you can't really compare it to anywhere else in the world. Monomore is just monomoy you know, and uh, literally, you know, National Geographic. It's yeah, just wilderness at its best. And, uh, you know, the, the outgoing is good, but I can tell you, you know, in, in June and, and uh, July, um, the incoming is better because it cools the water temperature down uh, sometimes from 65 to 55 degrees. And they like to eat in colder water. So it all depends. It looks like this time of the year they prefer the outgoing uh, early morning.
0: Now, Bruno, another thing I want to check in with you on is the offshore bite. I know you're plugged in to a lot of these uh, bluefin tuna captains out there. What's the bluefin bite been like this week?
4: Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday were epic days. Wednesday was even better. Uh, I think it a storm day. Really started feeding aggressively. They were people were getting them all the way from the golf ball down to Crab Ledge, out to the Sword. Guys were getting them on jig. Guys were getting them on on the troll with bars. And um, it was a it was an epic three days for the wreck guys. The commercial tuna fishing closed on Monday night, and Monday was a really big commercial day. There was a lot of fish that were landed. A lot of fish ended up getting picked up in trucks at, at most of the marinas around Cape Cod. And um, and uh, so hopefully they'll be around after this big blow, Kevin.
0: And that leads us into our next topic, Bruno. We've got a front that's going to blow through here, uh, through the New England area on Thursday night into Friday. And then we've got a tropical system churning out in the middle of the Atlantic. It's going to affect Bermuda, um, and it's way out there, but it's going to throw us some surf. What do you think this wind and these several days of north northwest wind are going to do to the offshore fishery, Bruno?
4: Um, well, as I look into my crystal ball, <laughs> which I'm only right fifty percent of the time, by the way, <laughs> um, I could I could assure you that the fluke bite will be gone. Um, so the shoals and the Antarctic shoals won't a lot of that a lot of that fluke. Majority of fluke will flu, uh, get out of there and take offshore. Uh, you'll still have a decent sea bass bite in the shoals in Nantucket. Um, what is it going to do to the offshore bite with tuna fish? You know, I think that historically, when when this has happened, uh, and you have a good strong north, northwest, northeast wind, they uh, they come in closer. And um I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that you know I won't be going to the sword anymore for the rest of the season. This time of the year you you can usually get them uh just east of Chatham, inside the uh Crab's ledge up to the golf ball and Knott's Beach.
0: From your lips to God's ears, I hope that's the case and that I can get out with you on the Gavi and go chase some wreck fish around next month.
4: Well I could tell you uh She's got a full tank of gas. She's all cleaned up and ready to go. We just need this uh, wind to die down so we can get out there.
0: Last thing I want to check in with you on, Bruno, is I know some of these windy days at times where we can't get out, you're able to do some work you know, down at the dealership and, and go into your beautiful office. It's a, it's a great setup you guys have down there for not only selling and repairing cars, but rigging lobster pots I found out a couple weeks ago. Tell me what's going on down at the dealership.
4: Now now that all the kids are back in school, uh, folks have some time to get out of the house and come down to the dealership and take a look at the new Mitsubishi Outlander. As I might suggest, it's a seven-passenger, so uh, for you folks out there that um, need enough room for the kids and their friends, uh, our seven-passenger Mitsubishi Outlanders are about $10,000 less than a Toyota Honda, so I suggest you. Owe it to yourself to at least check one out before you uh, decide on which vehicle you're going to buy.
0: Well, Bruno, thanks so much for checking in with us this week. It's awesome chatting with you. I hope we get to fish, you know, in person sometime soon when this wind goes away, and we'll look forward to catching up with you in our first October edition of the podcast.
4: Sounds good, Kevin. Tight lines, everybody. See you guys soon.
0: My thanks to Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi for joining us on today's show. And let's take a second just to thank everybody who took time out of their busy weeks. Headlined by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins, Ian Bragdon from Team Goose Hummock, Mike Marcus, who is a very proud MFCC member and the organizer of our October 15th Surfcasting Derby, and last but not least, we just heard from Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. So we had an action-packed show for you today. Sure hope everybody enjoyed it. As always, if you have suggestions for the podcast or a topic that you might like discussed, feel free to reach out to me directly on the site or in the forum, or feel free to drop a comment on the podcast thread once it goes up on MFCC.com. So that's going to put a wrap on today's program. This is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. And until we chat again, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news information and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.